What has happened, everyone? Welcome to episode 85 of your favorite podcast, the Gordon Podcast. Man, when we finish up this, when we finish up this episode, I looked at Scott and I was that was a fire podcast. So inside, we're going to talk about being the CEO or the employee of your life. We're going to touch on some subjects that have kind of been bothering me because, man, y'all freaking out about the wrong things. Y'all focusing on the wrong things and people are being controlled by outside sources. Look, you don't come here for whack-ass conspiracy theories. Everything we talk about is backed up by data. So inside, we're going to do a deep dive into that CEO versus employee, as always. Brought to you by Revive Supplements. Make sure to use code Mahaley15 at checkout there. And Raw Supplements, use code Mahaley for your discount at Raw. Support the pod. Support our amazing brands that we partner with. <sighs> Episode 85. Don't stand too close to your speakers. You might catch on fire because we are bringing it. I'll see you inside. All right. This weekend was a fantastic weekend. There were, um, well, kind of raves, somewhat <laughs> raves back in Texas. Dude, I didn't, man, I can't say enough. It feels good to live in freedom. Like yeah. our state believes in fucking freedom. True. And I look at like other states, um, like across America and I'm like, holy shit. No wonder it's all fucking dumpster fire. I know. <laughs> holy right? shit. Like I was talking to, um, who was I? Oh, I was talking to our friend L who was with us over the weekend and you know, like, I stay like decently. I, I say uh, not decently for our age. I say very up on politics. Yeah. And, um, but it's interesting for like, you know, older generations. It's, I probably wouldn't be considered saying very up mm-hmm. on it. Okay. Um, man, it's so fucking frustrating when politics comes into your day-to-day life and when it enters your day-to-day life. Okay. And man, it's just, it's so wild. Um, I've never noticed it as much as we have this year. And mm-hmm. I wonder why that is. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of it's kind of uh, social engineering yeah. type stuff. Yeah. Um, that is so clearly happening. I mean, there's, there's so many, um, there was actually just a study that I saw, um, was being heavily talked about that. I looked into there was talking about 26 countries. There's 26 other countries that influence us daily and mm-hmm. they spend billions of dollars to influence Americans. Yeah. Yeah. And it calls civil uprise in yeah, America. Yeah. And you know, it's w- what's amazing, I guess, is that this is allowed. <laughs> First and foremost. Like America's yeah. like, yeah, yeah come yeah. in and cause chaos amongst our people. Yeah. Right. Social um, media probably allowed a ton. Social media. I mean, yeah, yeah uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of bigger than America. I think it's, you know, the Facebooks, the Twitters, um, the Googles of the mm-hmm. world that allow it to happen. Yeah. Um, and you know, they'll, they'll take money. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, they're taken care of. They're good. They don't have care you, if we're all. Have you seen you. that new uh, Netflix show, Social dilemma so Haley was talking about it last night i believe we're watching it tonight after yeah. we get back from paddleboarding yeah i believe that we're gonna watch it. yeah yeah so you know i'm excited to see it, but the issue is no one's fucking intelligent enough to see that's what's actually going yeah. on and so everyone pits each other as enemies when the enemy is actually you yeah. know on your phone yep. or in what you're consuming it's, it's what a, your diet is. it's an engineer yeah decided like oh well this is profitable 100 yeah um but man you know it 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 sucks to see politics holding so many people back mm-hmm. and unfair practices holding so many people back. But man, in Texas, it feels fucking good. Freedom, <laughs> baby, freedom. I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, there's know. nowhere else I'll ever live. I will live in Texas yeah. forever. The Liptons came and they were like, man, this dude, is so different. Dude, the Liptons moved here from Cali and they were like, oh my God, they why does anyone live there? In prison. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, they're t- and Tony, when we talked to Tony, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. he's explaining shit and I'm like, I, I, I wouldn't live there for a day. Yeah. But like, I don't, I, it, other than going out for uh, USA's, which now, uh, you know, they're probably going to try to move because they moved it to LA for this year. Mm-hmm. But they're probably going to try and move it. Um, and outside of that, I mean, I'm not going there. Why? Uh, I ain't, yeah. I'm never going to fucking Cali yeah. again. Absolutely not. So, 
it was cool to have a you know somewhat of a rave back for the rave crowd here the uh, outdoor parking lot rave it was actually pretty fucking lit you're definitely held very accountable to stay close to your car mm-hmm. um obviously we went there with dylan and lauren and um you know so, some of their friends myself megan brandon met them there and we like rolled in together and you know they allowed us to be together and mm-hmm whatever nice. um so you know they, they were like chill with us we like you know how i am i like walk in i just make friends with everyone right yep. away so we don't have any problems yep. Yep. like yep. when you make friends you have leeway mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> right? yeah yeah they feel like, bad you now. have clout yeah. yeah yeah like they wish they were with us yeah <laughs> but everyone else you guys yep. gotta stay in your fucking lane so um they, they actually they didn't have speakers uh-huh. uh well they had speakers but they weren't really on they were super quiet so you had to turn your car into a fm channel and you like turned your car up and that what that's what kind of held you accountable say close to your car mm. so obviously the speakers were blaring people had just made their way to the front sure and then sure. like the inmates would run sense. the asylum right yeah. so it was really cool there were really lasers everyone's yeah. kind of like too spread out for lasers and stuff yeah. but there were lights and like you know still like light the shows and graphic. Yeah. dude honestly you could have done better yeah now um you know it was brandon's first rave mm-hmm. um it was our friend julia's first rave our friend sarah's first rave um you know myself megan um nat don't learn we've been to tons mm-hmm. It was a tenth of that, but it's so much better. <laughs> better than none. Nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, like it, it was, it was, it was close to like a party at the house. Yeah. Like it, it was like that. Yeah. It was, it was You're outside fun. though. Yeah. Yeah. Feel good out, You're outside like and I get to have freedom yep. and you know, um, so like was that the, felt good. Was the FM channel clear? Very. Oh, it was good. crystal clear. You know, you know, like the Beamer has a ridiculous sound sure. system yeah, and Dylan's helpful. rental car. Um, he had an infinity rental car that had a ridiculous sound nice. system. So we were pretty taken care of. A lot of people brought like speakers, um, really loud speakers that they hooked up their, um, uh, like their car to, mm-hmm. um, and it amplified the noise a little bit. Um, it was cool. I think we're going to do another one, um, in San Antonio on the 30th and the 31st. It's like supposed to replace Ubi Doobie, mm. which is a huge one that was going to be in uh, Houston. Um, and the ticket prices look like the lineup's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's outdoor again, but the other thing is like now, so the BMW has a ton of power outputs. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, we can make our own laser show. We can bring sure, our own you could bring like, like, honestly, that, yeah. the stuff you have. Honest, so yeah. I also ordered one yesterday yeah. uh, for the house this week, and I ordered this sick ass DJ light set. <laughs> Dude, it was like two or three hundred bucks. I can't remember. Of course, you was. did. I, I think it was. <laughs> Man, I think no, you know, it was on sale. That's why I got it. It was 70 bucks off. It was right under 200. It was like normally 258 and it was yeah. 188 or something like that. Yeah. That's why I got, dude, it's so get that the smoke machine, the smoke machine. There like we go. can kind of create our own thing. Right? Yeah. So I think, you know, we're probably going to go down and do that for Halloween. Um, and like not, now you know how to do it better. Sure. So the raves are cool. It was a good time. Um, Doing some good drugs with some good friends always it's always a good fucking a time, good time, man. My neck was so fucking sore from headbanging. Holy <laughs> shit, you never seen a 270 pound bodybuilder move like this. <laughs> it was fun. It was, yeah. it was a good time. So the weekend was good. I hope everyone else here, uh, you know, had a fantastic weekend as well. Obviously, today I want to talk to you a little bit. It, it, it's funny. It's something that Dylan and I were actually talking about um, at the rave the other night man, isn't it cool? We can do whatever we want, whenever we want. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people listen to this be like, oh man, must be nice. Well, me and Dylan have always connected over, dude, we're from the same place. We're from shithole fucking cities. Mm-hmm. Like we're from like 20 minutes away from each other in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And they're awful places. Like he's from Champaign County, like the Urbana St. Paris area. It's like it's a shithole mm. and I'm from Springfield, Ohio. Springfield's honestly nicer than that area, um, which is saying a lot. 
And we worked our way up to, you know, at 27, 29 to where we control everything. Nobody around us did that. So why, how, what happened? What made us want to do this? Well, this exact notion right here is like, I, I would consider myself very much so a free spirit. Mm-hmm. If I don't want to do something, I'm not doing it. Sure. There's nothing you can make. You, there's nothing you can get me to do something that I don't want to do. Yeah. And if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to stand in my way. It's like yeah. going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like little basic decisions, mm-hmm. like eating off my diet yeah. when I'm really yeah, strict yeah. on the diet. Yeah. It's not even just like, it's not like shit like, hey, you know, let's travel to Bali for three fucking weeks. Yeah, like, it's, it's not necessarily that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like small stuff, which also tr- correlates into kind of big things. Yeah. I don't really enjoy like the structure that I hold myself to is vastly different. Like your structure is much more rigid mm-hmm. and much more on a schedule. Mm-hmm. And mine's kind of abstract. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And I've always kind of lived like that. And so at a young age, dude, I remember my first job, I was working at fucking Journeys. Your shoe store. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't think I can work for somebody else. Like I got fired from every job I ever held Yeah, because I mean, you know, I was fairly certain that at 16, I knew far more than the manager there. Sure. And I let that be known. Sure. And then, you know, I went to Panera. Actually, dude, I worked at Panera three or four fucking yeah, years. I that loved one Panera. Yeah. I loved working at Panera. Yeah. And, you know, then at the end, I was a thousand percent certain I knew more than the managers. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I got fired again. Yep. Um, and then, you know, LA Fitness, I 10 trillion percent yeah. knew way more <laughs> than the CEO of that company. <laughs> and so I got fired again. Yep. Um, and so... I, I, I realized quickly that one, I can't work for somebody else Mm -hmm. since realizing that and kind of making that jump. I realized number two, oh, there's a lot of other people who just can't work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, you are not meant to work for other people. Like, like we all like work together, right? I don't consider any of you working for me or like I work for you. It's like, we all just work together and like we complete tasks. We collaborate very well. We collaborate. It's like a collaboration. It's not like an employee. But it's because we have a similar vision and mission. Exactly. They've aligned. Exactly. They've aligned. So we've all kind of found ourselves within this circle, right? The core five is five people who are literally in this exact same boat. Yeah. So, a lot of you listening to this are like, yeah, dude, I really shouldn't fucking work for other people. Or you always have to bite your tongue or you always have to like hold things back. And it might not just be with your job because I'm talking about the CEO or the employee of your life. It could be around people who are around you. It could be around your spouse. It could be around your, oh man, the fucking in-laws. You know, we all love the in-laws. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. It could be around anywhere in your life. I truly have a belief and you know, there's a little bit of literature that backs this up. I would presume more comes kind of in the future as science is kind of catching up to society, if you will. Mm-hmm. I believe people should all be free spirited. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you should have to hold things back. Mm-hmm. I don't believe we should have to dummy down who we are. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that I got a question on the Q and a today that mm-hmm. asked, do you believe in God? Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't answer it. I don't believe we should have to hold that back. Yeah. I don't believe we should have to hold back talking about politics. You didn't answer it because you kind of felt like it'd be weird if you did. Well, I don't believe in God. But yeah, but the response you got would be awful perceived yeah. poorly. I'll come on the podcast and say it. Sure. These people are more intelligent sure. than, you know, folks who follow on Instagram. Sure. I don't believe in God. I believe in, you know, other, th- I, I believe in something else yeah. that, you know, if we ever fucking get into it on the podcast, I love to talk about it. It yeah. makes complete sense. Scott believes in God mm-hmm. and we respect each other's opinions. We've had tons of talks about it, but I feel like I can't go out on Instagram and say, I don't believe in God. 
Dude. Because I went out on Instagram one day and said that I never want to be married or have kids. Yeah. And the backlash was absolutely oh, really? you never ridiculous. Told me that. I didn't tell you about that. No. Oh, the backlash was ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, it was because you made was, a choice that you don't, that yeah, you want. I don't want to have kids. It's your choice. And I don't think that as an insanely successful businessman, marriage is a very good fucking decision yeah. for me for yeah. a multitude of reasons. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's frustrating that, you know, everyone must have this opinion, right? Mm-hmm. I believe we should all be in a place where it's free spirited. Mm-hmm. Hey, if someone walks up and you just absolutely hate what Donald Trump stands for, like, Hey, you know, I'm voting for Trump that you don't feel triggered mm-hmm. that you don't feel tied away. Why? Because honestly, it's their call, not yours. Mm-hmm. We all grow up differently, mm-hmm. right? We all grow up with different morals. We all grow up with different values and we're all raised to uphold these morals and values. And Megan and I talk about this a lot. Yeah, um, because it's frustrating to be around people who like don't have your same morals and values. Right. Luckily, we don't really have much like what stemmed this conversation was like a very one off situation. Oh, okay. uh, and, and, and so it's not like our day to day lives. Yeah. And, you know, we are both frustrated with it. Yeah. But morals and values are you know, everyone's raised in a different manner. Mm-hmm. And we can't be mad at people for being raised differently than we were. So if someone's morals and values to this point in their life, you know, predicate symbol, maybe not believing in God, mm-hmm. maybe on being a Republican or a Democrat, mm-hmm. maybe on hating both of them. Yeah. You know, maybe on being what a patriot is. This is one I struggle with yeah. is what like I consider a patriot mm-hmm. versus like what's not a patriot, mm-hmm. like people who, you know, want to create a new America yeah. versus people who want to uphold America. Yeah. Because I find myself, well, I want to uphold America. We have a lot of changes mm-hmm. that need made. Mm-hmm. But like, man, I see some of these people just want to tear America down and apart. Yeah. And like, this isn't, that's not practical. That's not plausible. So it's also, that's not a goal. That's not a goal. You have. we have this thing called a military <laughs> standing in your way. And so like, that's the one I start, that's the one place I struggle with yep. is why do we need to tear it down? Mm-hmm. We're still the greatest country on the planet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We have a lot of fucking flaws. I think your reference to politics earlier is kind of what happened. It's it's all political. The divisiveness yeah. of politics has divided people to the point. I've seen this a couple times. Yeah, where there are other people who are kind of stating, and it seems to be comedians yeah. more often than not. Yeah, um, saying you know it's okay to have a different opinion. Yeah, and we actually should have different we opinions, should. and because we. Just because you have a different opinion doesn't mean you need to freak the fuck out. Dude, I mean, how many people are freaked the fuck out because of mind. the difference of, a, of political dude, opinion with, some, with people who don't even give a shit about I have about some relatives you. that do that. Oh, my entire yeah. fucking family, dude. Yeah. My entire family is that. Like, it's all they have to look forward to. Mm-hmm. They will freak the fuck out if you go around and say Black Lives Matters. They'll freak the fuck out yep. if, you know, you're a... Well, part of them, if you're a Republican, the Democrats will absolutely go bonkers on you and vice versa on the mm-hmm. other side. I mean, it's absolutely bon- like, how does it matter that much to you? Yeah. Like the fact that it matters that much to you means that you are the employee of your life. You're mm-hmm. being run by mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. You're not controlling anything in your life. Yeah. I'm fucking chill. Yeah. You know, I, I'll fucking wear a I voted today sticker and anyone can walk up and ask me who I voted for. I'll tell them who I'm voting for, you know, mm-hmm. across the whole fucking ballot. And, mm-hmm. you know, they can tell me and if everything's opposite, I'll shake their hand. I'm like, dude, that's fucking awesome. Like, this yeah. is the beauty of yeah. fucking America. Right. But I, I, I do believe and I, I want to bring politics kind of into this heavily because this is where I mean, I see it every day on social media. Y'all, you, y'all losing your minds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you understand that these people don't care about you? Yeah. I, I mean, true. I want you to sit here and think about this. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump. Oh, my God. Joe Biden. Kamala Harris, Mike Pence, mm-hmm. not a single one of them give a fucking shit about you. Yeah. If I'm over to dinner, 
you're never going to hear back. <laughs> They're never going to show up to your dinner. <laughs> Go to a town hall and see if they'll have a fucking drink with you after. Yeah, they're not, yeah. No, they're, they're there to collect votes mm-hmm. to gather more power and clout in, in the, the beast of the world. It's that their it one is. job. It's their one job. Yeah. And then once you get elected, your only job is to get reelected. Yep. It's not about serving the people. Mm-hmm. It's about getting a reelection. It's the eight years. Yeah. It, it's I, in Trump's if, case, I, who if, knows if, God in Trump's <laughs> case. See, the issue, what's the scary slope here is people have gone people with power have gone so far off the deep end that man if trump wins re-election he might have a really strong chance for another Dude, re-election I heard, here i heard one where he somebody somebody found uh he was talking about something and i guess it was on the record at one point yeah where he said you know if biden wins i don't know if i'm going to accept that <laughs> That's the issue, though. Yeah. Like, like that's the issue. Yeah. It's like both sides are so extreme and oh, so much yeah. of his time has been wasted by things. I mean, how many times do we have to see? And man, if this triggers you, I'd really, really highly recommend you start listening to like more solid news sources. Mm-hmm. How many times have we seen that everything's been brought up against him as a fraud? Oh, yeah. In, in terms of collusion situation. Sure, sure. I mean, how much data do we need? Sure. And and like now he's just going to flip that script and do it to Biden if Biden wins. And now mm. we're just wasting his time. Yeah. Like no one can accomplish anything. We're here. in a high school cat. battle. We are in a high school fucking battle here yeah. over who's going to date the fucking star <laughs> quarterback. And it's I mean, yeah. it's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. If you think one side is more right than the other, you are so mistaken. Yeah. But people caring so much. About, I mean, man. My God, it's it's so hard to even get on. I'm so glad I'm off Twitter now. Mm-hmm. But now mm-hmm. it's it's bleeding into Reddit pretty heavily. Oh, I believe. And, you know, that. I spent yeah. a lot of time on Reddit. Sure. You guys, if this is something that drives you nuts, it, you you are not controlling your life. That you're being controlled by so many factors that, again, like we said earlier in this podcast, dude, we have data that it's either 26 or 28 countries are literally trying to manipulate you, mm-hmm. and and they're they're literally trying to do a disservice to you by causing civil uprise so that they can monetize off of you. You have to be able to understand this isn't conspiracy. Like, this is all straight. This is real. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's data to all of this yeah. and there, yeah. there's research. There's it very like firm that, research. It was like that old school Russian video I showed yeah. you about. Yeah. He's like, that was our goal. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that was their sole goal. Yeah. And you know, watch that social, um, social dilemma, dilemma. So watch yeah. social dilemma That's on all Netflix their goal. and things like that. But then, you know, look at the sources, you know, go through, um, you know, look at the citations and stuff. I mean, you know, it's, happening but so many people are kind of losing self mm-hmm. um because or they, they want to give up self for something that they don't even know their what what the mission or what the cause really is yeah so the ceo or the employee i want you to stop right now assess where you're at what are you doing right now in this exact moment are you in control of everything Or is there a place in your life that you kind of sense a a gap of, oh, fuck, you know what? Like I'm at something else or someone else's mercy here. Mm -hmm. And a lot of you, you're going to find that in number one, your mental, right? Your mental approach day to day. Well, whenever I see X, Y, or Z on Instagram, I get a little bit triggered. Mm -hmm. I have some anxiety that's caused from that. Okay. So that's controlling you. That needs to go. Mm-hmm. If you see my fucking posts on Instagram and it calls you anxiety, you should unfollow me. You should, you should not look at my posts anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hope I don't post anything like that. Jesus Christ. But I know there's a lot of people who do. I mean, I've, you know, I've had clients who come to me and they follow, um, you know, I, I shouldn't name names, uh, not like they listen to the podcast anyways, but like some women on Instagram who are just so ungodly beautiful mm-hmm. and it affects their mental. It was like that one client who, when you, you, were we talking about BLM? It might've been, it might've been. And where she emailed you and Steven. No, and that was, um, COVID. 
It was COVID. I was talking about that COVID. Was right. I was, was saying it's super overblown and yeah. stuff. This and back she in left. Like April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she left as a client. No, she was a uh, she was right. with Iron Intellects. That's right. She was an That's Iron right. Intellects contributor, and uh, she she like freaked the fuck out in this yeah. email, yeah. Stephen. It was kind of interesting to watch. And now, I mean, everything that I said back the then, thing. you can go back and listen to this podcast. Everything I said then, look, I was getting it from research, like mm-hmm. people who are on the ground, mm-hmm. you know, fighting this. Yeah. yeah, and they were like, "Yeah, this is being really overblown." Yeah, and everything I said then, I, again, it's not my credit. I was I was saying their words on yeah. my podcast. Sure. And I said that at the time too. Sure. Um, it's all true. It's mm-hmm. all been real, but she freaked the fuck out because you know, she was in, um, she was finishing she up. Her, with she, yeah. She was finishing up her PhD in, um, some sort of immunology or something dealing with that. Okay. You know, she's been fed. Yeah. She's been fed so much misinformation mm-hmm. and you know, she, she wasn't able like she's being controlled by that. Yeah. She's being manipulated by that and it carries over into her life. And, you know, she missed out on an opportunity yeah. uh, because of, because she wasn't able to disassociate, you know, from that. She changed her, it, she disagreed with it so much. This yeah. is what we see, what we're kind of talking about. If yeah. you're the employee, you're disagreeing with something so much that you're just rolling over and letting it change your you're, life. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you don't want to see another side. Yeah. It's confirmation bias at that point. Yeah. It's extreme confirmation bias. So assess where you're at. If there's something you're not in control of, why not? What is controlling you? So I, I, I want to kind of find something from my life or from my timeline. So when I was coming up, um, you know, as a coach, I was seeing other coaches, um, you know, who are, you know, succeeding at a much higher rate than I was or who were doing things at a much better higher clip than I was. Mm -hmm. I remember Matt Jansen being one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember Dylan being one of them. Mm -hmm. That's why Dylan and I uh, weren't friends like initially like six fucking years ago. Um, I remember Adam Atkinson being one. I was seeing these people succeed at such a high level and they were where I was. So I never talked bad about any of them, Mm -hmm. but I just, I just unfollowed all of them. Sure. I didn't want to see it on my page yep. because it fucked with my mental. When mm-hmm. I saw it, it, it diminished my self-worth or I attached my self-worth to others' accomplishments and what they were doing. And that's not really fair, yeah. right? That's not how it should be. And none of them deserved that either. Because mm-hmm. um, they know, were they super deserved, hard to get to the point they were They worked so hard. Yeah. They were in it a lot longer than I was at the time. They put in far more work. Mm-hmm. They'd established credibility when I you know, hadn't yet. Mm-hmm. And that hurt mm-hmm. like that really fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you just relate it back somewhere. I was, I took control of it. I eliminated the triggers and then I put the work in on myself and for myself to be able to get to that point to where I can hang with these people. Mm-hmm. And you know, now I'm friends with all those people mm-hmm. and, and you know, others who are, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of friends with everyone at this point. Mm-hmm. It's like work to your competitor or to your idols become your rivals. Like, yeah, I just want to, I, I, I worked until they became my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like honestly, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like we compete against each other in every fucking show we go to, but we're, you know, we're friends at yep. the end of the day. Yep. And yep. I think that's more so where the goal is. Mm-hmm. Right. So assess what's wrong, assess how we can fix it. Don't trust others with your well-being more than you trust yourself. And for a lot of people, this is difficult. A lot of people might be listening to this and you have a therapist you really rely on. You have a significant other you really rely on. You have a friend you really rely on. Don't trust someone more than you trust yourself. At the end of the day, like Scott could leave this podcast saying, be like, you know what? I'm out. Let's never talk again. Mm-hmm. Like that could happen. Mm-hmm. There's a small probability, mm-hmm. but there's a probability, right? Well, you can't do that to your fucking self. Yeah. All right. So there's no probability yeah. that I just never speak with myself again yep. today, right? Yep. 
so why would I put more trust in Scott than I put in myself? That makes mm-hmm. no sense. Why would Scott put more trust in me than he puts himself? That makes mm-hmm. no fucking sense. But I think a lot of people kind of fall prisoner mm-hmm. to this ideology of, I don't really trust myself much. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to instill my trust in this person and th- this vessel. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not always a person. Yeah, you sure. know, th- this vessel, that, that's how people become alcoholics, right? That's how yep. people both yep. abuse substances, right? That's how people's hobbies start controlling their life, like bodybuilding, mm-hmm. right? So you put it into this vessel, but this vessel can leave you anytime. Mm-hmm. If you trust bodybuilding when you trust yourself what happens when you tear a peck mm. all right knock on wood <laughs> what happens when you, you get can't bodybuild yeah what happens when you get too fucking old then what are you going to rely on yeah and you have instead of deflecting onto other vessels because again it's not fair to do that set internally what's happening dude how can we fix this how can we trust ourselves more and how can at the end of the day we have ourselves more because at the end of the day you're the only thing that's got you you can be married for 50 fucking years but you your spouse still does not have you the way that you can have you at the end of the day right and it's never going to happen so if circumstances need changed in your life, if you need to unfollow the people, if you need to pull trust back from someone to put it more so in yourself, if you need to pull trust back from a um, from an abstract vessel to put it more back into yourself, what needs to happen? What are the changes that you have to make to do them? You have to understand every action has an opposite and equal reaction. So it's not like we can just go to your therapist and be like, hey, actually, you know what? Um, yeah, so I was listening to the Grower Die podcast, like this Justin guy, you probably never heard of him. He's saying you to trust myself more than you, so you're fired. <laughs> Well, no, no, no. therapist. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Every action has an opposite and equal reaction. If you fire your therapist, now you don't have anyone to open up to about your internal struggles, mm-hmm. right? Or you know, maybe not anyone who's as unbiased as your therapist mm-hmm. is, or who's qualified to help you like your therapist is. So we need to stay rash in our decision making. If you're abusing substances, to kind of get you through it because you trust that vessel more than you trust yourself. Well. We need to slowly pull back. If you stop cold turkey, there's going to be serious withdrawal issues, mm-hmm. right? Everything mm-hmm. has an opposite yet equal reaction. So we need to now game plan. How are we going to go about instilling more into ourselves to fill the gap of places I'm an employee rather than a CEO within my entire life scope, right? But you also have to understand in this game planning and then in the actual execution of the game plan, it's going to be really hard, right? I mean, this past week in the NFL was back on, right? These teams have been game planning for each other for, you know, two months since they knew this was the first game they eliminated preseason and the game planning, you know, it's really easy. It's simple, but now you have to go out and you have to hit people mm-hmm. and you have to get hit mm-hmm. and you have to make plays and you have to make first downs and you have to do all that stuff. Well, that's the exact same thing we do here. You know, sports are actually a great analogy for life. That's why I pull them in so often. Mm-hmm. Commonly football. Yeah. Um, football more, so than the others because mm-hmm. it's not a you know everyone focuses on the super bowl mm-hmm. but you don't focus on you know the first first down of the first game in the first quarter the first drive that you have to get yeah. to initiate the super bowl um win yeah right yeah people just want to go to the super bowl and no i mean there's a 16 game season mm-hmm. and there's three playoff games that you have to get through against very challenging opponents and there's it's the just practice like before life. that there's the practice there's the yep. constant game planning the assessment of the game planning the pivoting yep. along the way picking up free agents making trades you know, all of that stuff mm-hmm. football is a great analogy for how life truly works and so you want to be at the super bowl so that you're the entire ceo of your life but you know maybe you're starting on game 10 
mm-hmm. with a fourth quarter lead and you yeah. don't have that that far to go to get to the Super Bowl, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, maybe you're that far in control of your life to where you don't really have to start week one, mm-hmm. drive one, you know, first play of the game. That's somewhere I have to start. But a lot of you guys might have to start there. I had to start there. Mm-hmm. When I really came to the realization of, oh, fuck, I'm not employable. Yeah. Like, I'm an employer, not an employee. Yeah. Talked about that on here before. Like, I, you know, after about three fucking years of floating in this abyss of mediocrity, (laughs) I decided to fucking start week one, drive one on the one yard line and get to the motherfucking Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, that's where I had to fucking start. So yeah. I hope you're starting ahead of me. But if you're starting in that same place, like, fuck, you know, that's uh, you can get there. It's a, it's a long fucking road. Are you willing to do the hardships to take control? You're willing to get first downs? Are you willing to have to punt sometimes? Are you willing to have to go on defense and stand up for yourself and not allow other people to take advantage of you? You know, what do you have to do to kind of get to that end goal? You have to be able to understand what to do. And you're the only person who can fucking control making that actually happen and eliminate the actions and the energy that it takes to, to create change. Okay. I believe that if this is something that, that if you're viewing your life in a scope right now and you're kind of an employee, you're not really, you, you, you can't really identify with the role of a CEO. I feel like one of the greatest powers that a human being can have over themselves is enhancing their physical capabilities. I mean, look back through our lives of biology and evolution, the strongest survive, right? Mm -hmm. The strongest people physically survive. Mm -hmm. The stronger you are, the harder you are to kill. If you want to kill me or you want to kill a 160 pound person, I'm so much harder to kill than they Mm -hmm. are, right? So you're Mm -hmm. probably going to pick the 160 pound person. This isn't saying you have to go be a bodybuilder. It's saying if you get into better physical shape, you're stronger, you're leaner, you have a better physique, you're more physically capable. It gives you more complete control over self. It also gives you a slight, bit of control over others, mm-hmm. right? Why do people listen to me? Cause I'm fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Then that's what, that's what initiates it. Yeah. Yesterday we yeah. were at first watch. Yeah. Um, this is a really cool story. Mm-hmm. We we're at first watch and this guy walks up to our table, just me, Megan and, and, and uh, Brandon before we went and trained at Fox fitness. He walks up and he's like, is one of you a bodybuilding coach? <laughs> And I was like, man, you found yourself at the right table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, he, we, we talked about it. We, um, you know, talked about how I do things, like how things work. Um, it, so he came up to me cause I was huge. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, I shot him an email with, you know, where to apply. I kind of explained the situation within the roster. Like, man, it kind of takes a while to get on my roster. Here's the Instagram. Here's a lot of stuff. So then he saw all of it being backed up yeah. with real life stuff. Yeah. Right. So, the stronger you get, the more physically enhanced you become, the more people kind of listen to you anyways, mm-hmm. but also the more control over you have a situation. Look, if someone walks up and attacks me, if they have even a gun or a knife, it's still going to be more of a challenge to hurt me than it is someone who's not physically capable mm-hmm. to fight back. Right. Well, this gives you great fucking power. I and mean, that's why I started working out because I was tired of being fucking abused <laughs> in my house. Like I started fucking training because of that. So you get in a better shape and it comes with enhanced mental well-being because, you know, like, you know, what? like I kind of I got my own back. Yeah. Like I don't really need anyone. I don't really need to call anybody. I can probably fend and fight for myself. Yeah. Uh, at least put up a decent fight. Right. Yep. There's I a mean, love. There's a love of confidence that comes with it too. A huge level and of confidence. You, once you carry yourself, like you were talking about that, like in a public yeah. setting, once you carry yourself with that confidence, people kind of look at you differently. People still. are more attracted to you. Yeah. Um, not, not necessarily like, um, like sexually attracted. They're just attracted to your vibe yep. that you're putting out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, man, they're definitely not more sexually attracted to you because <laughs> man, there are way more men coming at me than women. <laughs> that's, that's why. 
I started working out, that was uh, the confidence. Absolutely. I wanted people to stop looking down on me and yeah. look at me and like go, oh, that's, a, I respect that. Yeah. Because you could tell you carry yourself. Now well. you assert, you, you can yeah. assert yourself. I remember being yeah. in a school when I was taking some psych classes and, and there was a study at the time I was really small. Mm-hmm. I was very kind of small and p- well, pathetic, quite frank. And there were studies about uh, business meetings mm-hmm. uh, with large, tall, like filled out suits mm-hmm. and men mm-hmm. versus like smaller, looser suits and men. Mm-hmm. And obviously the larger folks got, sure. you know, what they came for at a much, much higher clip. I can't remember the exact, sure. but a much more substantial clip than the smaller folks. Yep. And that was as I was starting kind of my bodybuilding thing. I was still probably like 175, 185 pounds or something. But I was like, oh yeah. man, I would be guy in big suit. Yeah. <laughs> I would put, big suit put the rock in a suit and I bet you're saying, you won't yeah. say no. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he's going to get what he wants because yeah. he shows up. Yeah. It, it, it's not just, it's the physical stature that introduces itself, but then the presence of being in a very good physical shape, yep. which also comes with a side effect of very elite mental shape as well. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what steals it away for you. And that's why people instill confidence into you, whether it's in a bodybuilding setting, a personal training setting or not, mm-hmm. the more physically fit you are, the more um, assertiveness you have over others. Mm-hmm. Make sure to fucking use it in the right way. Yeah. Though. Jesus sure. fucking Don't Christ. abuse that. <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking abuse that or be an idiot with it. Then you're so, a douche. If you train really, really, really hard, you also have to understand the hardest thing you're going to do every single day is your training session. So you get out of your training session, everything else is fucking easy. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter how much workload you have. It doesn't matter how much anything you have. You go to the gym and you train your fucking dick off. Mm. Fuck, you come out and everything else is just kind of a breeze. Now, gathering the energy to accomplish that, you know, obviously that's a different thing, but everything else is just easier, right? So. Why do people cheat on their diet? Why do people cheat on their spouse? Why do people lie about significant occurrences? Why do people not do the things that they're knowingly supposed to do within their moral compass? Because it's a choice. And sometimes the right choice isn't always the most convenient choice. Correct? We can only make the, the, the only right choice that we make day after day after day is the choice of you having control over all aspects of your life. It doesn't mean one person is better than another because they constantly make the right choice. Mm -hmm. It's about learning self, growing into self, and consistently, I guess, abiding by what your current self envisions is the perception of right versus wrong, which is kind of a constantly changing evolution. Mm -hmm. You know, what I thought a year ago is right versus what I think today is right is vastly different. Mm -hmm. And this should, this should constantly be changing as we evolve as humans, but everything is a choice. What you eat in the morning, um, what color pen you use. So it's not always extremely significant occurrences. It's everything. If I pick the blue pin, which I always pick over the black pin, why? Eh, it adds a little bit of color. Not everything needs to have a huge reason. It's just that, for me, I enjoy the color. Did you know the blue pen is actually supposed to be a more significance of professionalism than the black pen? Ah, that's why I, I, I think. It. That's why I, I pick think. It. Well, it would make fucking sense, right? It's on my desk. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just boosted Rigo without with even all these it. with all these little clips. You guys have the clips that the I break. Mine off, I break yeah. all of Always. them off. I like I like go to town on twisting them. And I just break them off. Yeah, I'm, I, I kind of slowly pop them off. 
So it's a choice. Everything you do every day, but everything you accept every day is a choice too. If you let others speak down to you, then you're belittling self. If you force others to speak to you or up at you, you are empowering yourself. But when you force someone to speak up to you, this doesn't mean that they're below you. This just means you're demanding a certain type of attention, tone, or respect, right? If we do that and we try to demean others, I've been there. I've been on that line where I'm belittling others because I force them to speak up to me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just as belittling to self mm-hmm. as it as allowing someone to speak down to you. Mm-hmm. So always make sure that the choices that you are making, it has to be beneficial to numero uno first, right? I talked to so many of my female clients about this. You have to look out for numero uno once. Apparently, guys get it way better than girls do. <laughs> to go figure, right? Mm-hmm. We're narcissistic assholes. Sure. We take care of numero uno before anyone else, uh, or better than anyone else does, right? You're number one, and you have to look out for number one. You've got to have you. If you don't, if you're an employee somewhere and you're a CEO somewhere, well, you're kind of a CEO, but you're still being controlled by outside variables and outside sources. We have to step up. We have to manifest, control your day to day. We have to control our choices that constantly point us in the direction of having that CEO mentality everywhere in your life. Control, control, control. Just control self. You don't need to control others. You control self first. And the rest of your life is manifested and and perceived into its place, right? You have to set yourself into a winning structure and you carry this over day, over day, over day, over day. It's just like what we talked about with the choices earlier on, right? It's a choice to win or it's a choice to lose every single day. If you do not allow yourself to go to sleep until you're better than you were when you woke up, you're winning. If you allow yourself to constantly knock out um, your task list and your achievements uh, goals day over day over day, you're constantly winning. You're improving. And what happens when you constantly win? Well, eventually you're playing for that Super Bowl, right? Eventually you're tackling the biggest beast of all, which is complete self-control over every component of your life. That's a very freeing place to be. It's a very empowering place to be. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want, wherever you want when you are in this place, as long as you're using it for good. But what I want you guys to constantly think about that I've preached time and time and time again. If you aren't getting better today, if you aren't allowing yourself to improve today within the choices that you make and within what you allow for yourself, then you're allowing someone else who is doing these things, who is taking the steps to improve to be better than you. I've talked about how I view life. I view this like global leaderboard thing. Remember, I talked about that early on. Mm-hmm. That was like in the teens. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was really, yeah. I believe there's a global leaderboard or how I, how I view life. I don't believe this is reality. It kind of is reality. <laughs> Trump's kind of his office. Yeah, right. This is a fucking <laughs> checklist. <laughs> how I view reality is there's a global leaderboard and every single human in the world is put on this leaderboard. And obviously you know, what is there's like a billion people, a couple billion people mm-hmm. in the world, something like that. Um, all these people are listed. Well, obviously, it's, you know, very finite um, factors that, you know, differentiate between the three millionth ranked person and the 300,000th ranked person. Sure. Right. It's extremely fucking small. Yeah. Really, really tiny. Well, if you're not doing the shit that it takes to consistently get better, you take days where you're allowing yourself to um, slack off in the improvement component of life, which is, you know, again, all of the choices that you make that compile into an improvement. 
if you're not doing the things to take control and be the CEO of your life, you're slipping back and you're allowing other people to just surpass you. And eventually people who might've started down in the fucking billions might can work their way all the way up into the 10,000s mm-hmm. into the 5,000s. I mean, that's elite as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that's where you want to fucking be. Right. Yep. I view that like, that's how I view my data. I guess that's kind of what keeps me on track. Like that, that's my accountability measure mm. It's all fuck, man. You know, you don't always want to fucking work. You don't always want to yeah. respond to clients. You don't always yeah. want to do everything. Sometimes you just want to take a day. Yep. But if you take a fucking day, fuck, I'm a slip from, you know, 30,000 down to 90,000. Yep. And now I got to work that much harder. I got to wait for all these people who accomplished this so much. I got to wait for them to slip up mm-hmm. when I know how hard it is for them to slip up. Like you I'm just like, you got to work twice as you hard. You have to work twice as hard. Yeah. And so you can't set yourself back. You can't yeah. pull yourself back or demean yourself. You have to constantly be making choices that lead you in that direction. So I want you to think about that. I want you to always kind of think about that. Maybe that can be your accountability measure. It helps me. Cause I don't want anyone to fucking be better than me. <laughs> and you shouldn't either. That should hurt you. That should make you feel a type of way about your abilities, what you're bringing to the table. The goal is elite, right? We all want to be fucking elite. We all want to be admired and we all want to have something that others want. But the only way you can get it is if you consistently make choices to be the CEO and all controlling of all components of your life. Until then, you're going to hold yourself back and you're at the mercy of things that don't give a fuck about you. Episode 85. We'll see you next time.